0: We're going to look at a, a, a path here in, a, in the Word of God. I think sometimes we just forget. Uh, Jason laid out, I don't think to anybody's surprise, about the spirit of Antichrist that is obviously in our nation, and we're just seeing more and more of it, uh, which is uh, shocking, and sometimes you figure it's not shocking, you're expecting it. But if you really look at it and think uh, what our nation was and uh, what it is now, for years I would always wonder how how would America never stand with Israel, and how is this going to? It just doesn't look like, and wow, just kind of happened overnight. And so, thinking of that made me think of this, which uh, I hope and trust that you will be stirred, and you will enter in, and you will continue to press. Matthew twenty four twenty one tells us this: for then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time no nor ever shall be. Look, in this one here, this scripture here, I would always think, Lord, what does this mean? And now I can see it. Except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. I mean, it kind of has to do with like a time of wickedness was was so horrible, the outpouring was so immense, uh, known to the age, it was just like, man, Lord, who? Who the heck can be saved? And we can almost see that we're coming like back around to that time where it's just wickedness abounds and abounds above and beyond. And people don't want to hear about God in America. They they truly don't. And then the uh, just the flood of those that we were told about this morning that just is uh, anti-God, don't even want the Lord Jesus. And so you kind of look at our nation now and you look at the way it's going, the way it's been going, and... Every great hope we have in something, it seems to get worse, and you're like, man, God, who on earth can get saved? <clears throat> but I think we miss something. It's kind of like uh, our news. You never hear good news because good news doesn't seem to sell. So you hear bad news all the time. Now we have 24 hours of so many different news stations just really pouring out the bad. That's why the Bible's called the good news. And thank God for it. Amen? All right. Well, listen. Listen. God has not redeemed you, saved you, died for you, like the song said, wore that crown on His brow for you to let you hang out and dry now. Do you understand? I mean, that's what we feel like because we feel that the the world's nuts. They don't even want anything to do with us. They're trying to eliminate us, trying to shut us down, trying to get rid of our voice. You can kind of get caught up in that merry-go-round, and you're missing. You're missing some things. And it's true. It's true. You need to understand that the, the picnic is over, uh, and we really have got to continue to press and to push, because we as American Christians love picnics. We'd rather go to a picnic than any type of prayer meeting or uh, laboring in prayer. It's just, just the way it is, and, and now that time has uh, definitely passed. But Romans 5.20, Listen, there's great, great stirring in this. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abound, and that's what we're in, grace did much more abound. Do you understand what this is saying? Now, when the law entered in, everybody started to understand what sin was. What sin is, because the law was the teacher, and it laid it out. You know, now we live in a time where it just seems sin's abounding like crazy, like lying is normal. You just assume everybody lies now. To tell the truth, you're some weirdo. And we see in Isaiah, it says, uh, truth has fallen, fallen in the streets. And we visit and pray and try to minister to children whose mothers want nothing to do with them. Nothing to do with them. And we see that in the Word of God where it says, will a mother forsake her child? And the Bible says, yes. Yes, there will. So this stuff is just absolutely abounding, heart-wrenching, heart-aching. But you got to continue to read because God says, when that time comes and it's upon us, God says, then grace did much more abound. And now we've got to start looking at this Grace that God has for us to continue to function in this fallen nation and fallen world. We cannot nor are we called to be ordinary or passive or to get your dried bananas and zip up your cave and hope this passes over. It's not true. So it says grace did much more abound. And I've told you for years the definition of grace. Is God's divine ability, not yours to suck it up and be a tough Christian? It's God's divine ability to move upon your heart and to reflect it in your life, to reflect it in your walk, to reflect it in your stance in a time of darkness. And God says, My grace will be more abundant when sin does abound. So it's obvious to you and I now that sin is abounding, right? It's everywhere. And so now we've got to look for that grace to much more abound. It's there. I think we're just missing it because we're doing the, the chicken scratch, woe is me, instead of the eagle looking to God. Remember, the eagle always looks to the heavens. The chicken looks down for the grubs, but the eagle looks to soar in the heavenlies. And that's what we've got to do, and I hope you'll do that tonight. More of a definition of grace is... Now remember, grace did much more abound. So this definition I'm giving you, God says there's more of this. And it goes on and says of the merciful kindness by which God exerting His holy influence upon souls. His merciful kindness is abundantly because I need it now much more than I did 30 years ago because of the wickedness and the unbelievable antichrist spirit now that is permeating in everywhere and in every facet of our nation. So let's look and call for God. You said you would have abundant grace in these times, Lord. And so I need this merciful kindness, Lord God, that you can move upon me and influence souls. And it also means to turn turns them to Christ. There'll be more abundant grace to turn those that don't want to hear it to Christ. You can't get in to that towel and just throwing it in and giving up. God said, no, no, no. I told you this was going to happen. There's going to be an increase in evilness. But my grace will be more abundant in those times for you. And you've got to start believing it. And you're not believing it even as I'm speaking it. Because we always believe in bad news. And we spread bad news way more than we spread good news. It's just that fallen part of us. It also means this, this um, grace, this abundant grace did much more abound. It also means in strengthening us, keeps strengthening over and over and over. Sin keeps abounding. God keeps strengthening his people. He's not going to hang you out to dry. He didn't go through all that and see, watch his son, who knew no sin, become sin for you, for you to hang out and dry. How ridiculous is that? So it also means this increases them in your Christian faith. It will increase. The world's expecting to stomp it out, the world's expecting to crush it. Did not Pharaoh try that to the Jews? Afflict them? killed them, imprisoned them, and what did they do? Much more increased. So now, it's our turn. This is where we are. And we need to bellow out, and and to uh, to remind God, and to beckon God, and beg God for this grace so that I can be what I can't be at this time, under the sights of the enemy. Now, New Living Translation of the same verse, Romans 5, 20, says this. God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they were. But as people sinned more and more, you're seeing the fruit of it now. God's wonderful grace became more abundant. So every time you sit there and go, I can't believe that's happening in our nation. I pray that God reminds you, but my grace is more abundant. Because if not, you'll sit there like, what can we do? Well, goodness, we can do a lot. We really can. If sin abound under the law, then grace abounded much more under Jesus, is what this is telling us. Literally, that phrase, abounded much more, means super abounded, super abounded. Sin is abounding, but God says, no fear, my grace. My ability to come upon you in these unbelievable crucial hours is super abounding. Hallelujah. Now, you go by faith. You don't go by sight. You go by faith that God says this and He backs it up with His blood and His promise to you. God makes His grace super abound over abounding sin. He does you've got to believe even if you don't believe it because you're we're full of negative people you step out by faith believe in it tonight and say god i believe it help thou my unbelief isn't that what the guy said you say god i see it but my head my and my my intellect and my carnal nature everything screams against it god but your word tells me that sin abounds, but grace will much more super grace is coming so that I can continue to bellow out in these days. You can continue to be a light and not under a bushel. So, so important. That word abound means to abound beyond measure. God ain't going to give you enough just to finish the cross lines, the finish line, saved. Above measure, be just turning for God. And then the next thing you're in front of Him and you say, oh, is it over, God? That's the way we should be. Not saying, I'm almost coming, God. Hang on, Lord. And that's what we seem like, a defeated, deflated church. And I know that because we give more attention to outward news and stuff instead of the inward word that's in us. We are so far below Still. So far below. Oh. It's true. And I'm chief so far below. And I know that. I know it. Now even as I was diving into this, I came, which you're diving into grace. I come on something I really didn't see much before. Just a little side note. Just so you can arm yourself with this. Because people want to sin. And they'll just claim the grace of God. That's the grace of God, He'll take me back. I'm not gonna drink, be belligerent, be a fool, but that's the grace of God He'll take me back. Alright? look at this. It says this that as sin hath reigned unto death, here it comes, even so might grace reign through righteousness. Not through filthy living, it's through righteousness righteousness, doing what is right, doing what God says. Grace will then bring you through, but you can't be sinning and saying, well, it's just God's grace. No, it's the victory will come through righteousness. Lock that one away next time someone wants to tell you that stuff. Now look, we get back to what we're talking about. We, might, we have this expected, we can expect that where sin abounds, God Anger or judgment would abound even much more. But that's not what it says. God's love is so amazing that His grace abounds much more where we might expect wrath. But God says, I'll give you more grace. I'll give you more ability to do things you can't even believe that you would ever have a a thought of doing. I'll do it through you. My super grace will come upon you as sin abounds. Instead of us huddling back in some corner trying to just hang on! Here comes another wave. We just try. Well, when he lost four that time, to start advancing the kingdom of God because of this super grace. So then, because of this super abundant grace that God says is there, did you see it? Did you see it on the screen? Did you see it in your book? He says it's there. As sin abounds, God says, no problem, my super grace will abound much more. So we see that. So then, because of that, then we're going to hit this again. Because this is where this church has got to come through. Luke twenty four forty nine says, And, behold, I send the promise of my Father unto you, but tarry you in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Power. Power from on high. Power that we have never tapped into yet. Power that's going to do unbelievable, unexplainable things in the midst of this sin abounding. Because God says, my super abounding grace will take care of what's going to happen. I'm waiting for you to get quiet so I can continue. I know. I sit out there like a dunce too. I just do. I sit out there and think, oh, I should have said something then. So, But that we're, we're like programmed for that. I don't understand what's... This word, endued, we are to be endued with power, all right? This word, endued, is the idea of sinking into a garment, just like when I was getting ready to come back to the office. I'm sinking, God says, you're going to be endued with power from on high. God says, when sin abounds, don't freak, because my super, hyper, double grace is there. It's there for you. So it means like sinking in, or to, to go into, or to enter, or to go under, be plunged into, sink in. God's power. By faith. Looking for this, God, you said, you said there'd be abundant grace, and Lord, we're a mess right now. The world's crazy, and the church is a mess, Lord. So we cannot... Look, we cannot do the work Christ has called us to do unless we are endued with this power from on high. We just can't do it. It's not in you to be able to do it. What's in you is you'll run and hide. That's what's in us. So we can't. So Jesus said, I promise. This is a promise promise of the Holy Ghost. I'm not talking about goosebumps, I'm talking about the power of God. God, the Holy Ghost, power that you haven't seen yet. Haven't experienced. We can only read about. Starting with this book and then maybe history books. Jesus told them, assures them that in a little time, the Spirit should be poured out. The Spirit of God will be poured out upon all of them in greater measures than ever. As time gets worse, this is what's going to happen. And that this this pouring out is going to furnish us with gifts and powers, which is absolutely necessary for the work to continue, which God has called us to do. God, this is your church. You've got to supply our every need. And right now, Lord, I need some guts. Or I need some boldness. I need some nerve. And so God says, when wickedness abounds, much more, much more will my grace abound. What do you do with that? You have to believe it. You've got to start tucking that away and calling for that. Asking God for it. And so they tarried at Jerusalem, and supernatural power came. A power above any of their own ability. It's from on high. God hasn't changed. We change. Mariah was just telling us this morning, come on, when you worship God, clap and sing and praise. Let God know you're in it. Because we don't. And then we uh, expect God to show up. And I'm talking about hype and fake and foolishness. I'm talking about heart. Christianity, true Christianity, is a heart relationship. I can't believe you wore the crown of thorns on your brow for me. Supernatural power. A power above any. In Joel two twenty-eight, tells us, And it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. That's me. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. That's you. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. God says, This is that, that abundant grace I have for you. You're going to do things you never thought. I will speak secrets to you. We give ourselves to so many things that really are meaningless and powerless that not further the kingdom of God. They might bring us some pleasure. And so this word, "terry" means to, to make sit down or to set or to a point. In other words, you've got to take time to be endued with power from on high. And that, that's what we've got to do again tonight. We've got to get, get through this and have time left and say, oh, God, God, if you want us to be a lighthouse in Muskingum County in the state of Ohio in this fallen nation, God, we've got to have a pouring out of your grace. Your divine ability, God, I have none. And mean it. God says in Acts 1.8, after we tarry, God says, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You shall receive this power. As sin is abounding, my grace will much more abound. God is more than willing for us to step up and get this grace linked with this power. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. And it was just as bad then as now. Killing people then. Not quite there yet here. I've told you this forever and myself. I'm right here with you in all this, and I know it. That word power comes from that Greek word Dunamos which also means dynamite dynamo dynamic that's what this church should be a stick of dynamite should be dynamic a dynamo for god it should be we should be under the enemy's crosshairs and on his list we really should be dynamo a dynamo is a general gener- generator of electric a generator of electric creates its own power, something you wish you had after a storm. That dynamo you click it, boom, here's all your lights you again, yeah, yes. Because your home becomes spooky and scary at dark, when everything's done, nothing. Open a refrigerator, no light. Walk into the bathroom, hit the switch, nothing. We can't do a thing without electric. And it's horrible if it lingers day after day after day. And if I can get my generator started, and, it, and it'll, it'll do some things, but if it at least gives me two lights, then it's okay. And that's what we need. We need to be that light in the midst of that darkness that is coming and creeping people out. couple lights shining for God. That dynamo, the generator of electric. Creates its own power. It's the source of power. And you know that's what the Holy Ghost is. The Holy Spirit gives us power to be witnesses of who God is. That's why the Holy Spirit's been attacked and divided in 50 pieces in the church. Because if we ever get those pieces together, that's not for today. That is for today. Oh, you shouldn't do that. Tongues are you're from the devil. And it's the power of God. And it's what we need. You've got to get to a point where you've got to get it. Become desperate for it through all your bumblings and fumbling the balls like me. The Holy Spirit gives us the power to be that witness of who God is. The Spirit of God is our source of power. There isn't anything they can do to take away that power. That source of power they kill you, then you go live forever with that power. We must be endued with power on high. This isn't an option, New Hope. It's not an option. When I purchase a car, a motor is not an option. I'll take that one. Well, push it out of here. It's yours. What? What kind of a moron do you take me? Well, that's what we are if we're trying to walk a walk that we cannot walk in our power without the power of God. I'm I'm talking to myself as I share with you. I've always, always tried to be transparent. If anything, I've tried to be transparent with you. Through your struggles and through your heartaches, through your failures. You expect that car to have a motor. We were at Denny's. <clears throat> and I'm an old muscle car guy, never had one. <laughs> I don't even have muscles, I'm just old now. <laughs> but we got there late. I, I I forget I don't know what time they closed, but Uh, On Fridays, they always have the muscle cars. If you go by, walk around and see. And we got there late this one time and pulled off in some grass and just walked around for a few moments, and they started closing. And as they started closing up, everybody started starting their cars. To a dude that's a little bit under heaven. I mean, all that power, (laughs) and then this guy, (laughs) and I'm like, wait, let's wait, let's wait, let's hear this guy pull out, see if he does, oh, he didn't get on his car, because you want that power just rumbling through Denny's, well, what if all those cars are like ours and they started up like ours, hey, this is a great show, man, thanks, yes, this this is really awesome, that four-cylinder is bad. Because it's that power and that's what draws people. The power in them cars. Well, it's the power that's going to draw people. You going up and saying, hello, we have VBS. Would you like to come? Love you. It's not, not bad, but do they come? Couple, one maybe. You get that unleashed power of of God, I'm talking God now. I'm not talking hyped up, faked up, trumped up. I'm talking about God's power. They'll come. Not all, but they'll come. They will come. All right, so who will God use in this? What type of person does he have to be? Luke 6 says this, and when it was day, he called unto him his disciples, and of them he chose 12, whom he named apostles, Simon, whose name was Peter, Andrew, his brother, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, Simon, called Zealots, Judas, the brother of James, Judas Iscariot, who was the traitor. What's so special about them, men? Ready for some insight? Nothing. There's nothing special about these guys. Absolutely nothing. These men became absolutely the pioneered leaders of the New Testament Church. They were, and they had many faults and shortcomings, tons of them. Interesting, though, not one of them chosen uh, twelve disciples was a scholar or a rabbi. Not one. Absolutely not one. They had no no extraordinary skills. You guys got the gift of gab. Neither were they religious. Neither were they refined. (sighs) Sorry. You understand? They weren't any of that. I'm not saying we've got to go back to being rude. and No, I'm talking about, I just want you to see who God uses. They were ordinary people like you and me. God chose them for a purpose. Man, they fanned the flames of the gospel that was spread across the face of the earth. These bunch of ordinary dudes. He selected them and used each of these regular guys to carry out his unexplainable gift, his exceptional plan. Left the guys that belched and didn't shave. and Well, as I look at that, you know what I think? I think, I fit in. I'm one of them guys. And so we can read the names again, and I can see Jerry and and Donna and Roger and Sandy and Daryl and Joyce and Don and Lorraine and Mike. And I can see the 12. Just ordinary. where God just happened to move upon them with his abundant grace. And they stepped forward for it. Yes, God. If you can use anything, you can use me. Do you understand? This is God. The Bible tells us God has not changed. We've changed. We've changed in preaching the word of God, but here's what's worse. We changed in receiving it. Ordinary folks like you and me. Now, I do have a clip for you. And listen, I already know. Don't have to tell me afterwards that I already showed it to you. I know I did. I know I did, okay? Let me tell you something, though. I want to keep this in front of your eyes. I want this to be your target. This has happened. It's documented history. I don't want you, as soon as you hear it, to go, I've heard it. I want you to listen every time I listen. I hear another phrase. I hear another thing. I go, oh, God, can that happen again? Answer is yes. The enemy wants you to say, no, can I can't. Just sit down. Be quiet. You're, you're so bad that God. But I'm thinking, God, you know what? Sin is abounding, and it's time for that super grace. I need it. I needed God, especially the second guy. It's all awesome, especially the second guy because he actually talks about what happened during revival. When God just showed up, people just fell on their face or they came and drove to the church not even knowing what's going on. Do you understand there's a power you know not of yet? You ain't even tapped in yet. Yes, God, oh God, anoint our flyers. For, you know, God doesn't need a flyer. I know it's our attempt and not saying anything back, but I'm just talking about it. God just visits because of people aching for it. Lately i have been telling you come to pray and you come here. Come on, come on, cry out! Cry out! And I always try to compare it to that pile-up that Ruth and I almost wrecked into, remember? When I ran out and called, oh, no. and I'm not that type. Ruth is the type that will take off. Oh, no. I'm the type of, you, you you better slow down, guys. It's oh, oh, you're going way too sorry. Do you understand there's an urgency? So, as that second guy starts to explain, listen to the words. Some of the words he uses, what people did, fell on their face, crying out, is there mercy for me, O God? uses the term, the cry of the penitent. I'm like, what? Penitent? The cry of the penitent? But that's because God just stepped out with his unbelievable power because two folks kept bellowing out to God, crying out to God. We have no staying power. Kill all the lights you can, please, Patrick. Please give this both your good ears. Listen to what he says. Listen. The phrases. Some of the phrases that guy uses just shoots right through me. I mean, they just do over and over and over. I can't think of how many times I've l- watched this. When God stepped out. When God stepped out. What a term. Patrick, do me a favor. You can kill most of these lights still. Other than what I need to see. Or the cry of the pendant. I'm thinking wow God. Wow. And God just moved. And God was at work. And there seemed to be an awareness of God. Everywhere. It's just. Just amazing those terms. Now look. I keep falling short of all this. Oh I do. I do. I know it. But I also can't stop asking. I can't. And as I see the day approaching and the wickedness, I keep trying to ask God, please help me, God. We've tried every which way to have prayer meetings in the city, with the city, without the city, with pastors, without pastors, myself, with you, I mean, just every possible way you know throughout all the years you know mostly what I heard was the music's too loud or I don't like music or can we take turns to pray because when I hear everybody praying it just confuses me another one will say can you turn the music up I gotta have music I mean it's just it's crazy and those, those are uh, responses from a non-desperate group of people. If my back is against somebody's back and they're making all kind of noise, plowing the enemy, bam, 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 bam. You think I'm going to be behind them. So, well, you can quit it. Knock it off. And did you hear what that one guy said? They don't even know where they came from. They don't even know how they got there. Here was the key. One of the keys they said, the only place they could think of to go to was the church. You. And that's still true today because when the Twin Towers fell and all the lost people flooded into churches and the answer wasn't there. It should have been. But when God steps out, whether it's through something horrific or just the unbelievable presence of God, they're going to turn to the church. Now the problem is we keep sitting and waiting for that, and that's not. We can't. We can't. Isaiah says this. Oh that thou wouldst rend the heavens! He's talking to God. You don't even have to put it up on a screen. I don't. I don't just so they. Listen to me. Oh, that thou wouldst rent. Listen to how Isaiah... Can you imagine how he's speaking this, this verse? Oh, that thou would rent. Oh, that thou would tear the heavens. That thou wouldst come down. That the mountains might flow down at thy presence. That they might melt again like wax. At the presence of all the mountains that are in this place. The difference idea. This idea. That idea. Should this. Shouldn't that. Too loud. Too soft. The world's crazy, insane, hope's all gone. Oh, God's going to do one, and all that's going to melt. And Isaiah started crying out, saying, Oh, God, that you would tear the heavens. And then he goes on and says, That thou wouldst come down, that the mountains might flow down at thy presence, as when the melting fire burneth, the fire causeth the water to boil, to make thy name known to thy adversaries, that thy nations may tremble at thy presence. And that's what I want. I want all those heathens that mock my God, spit on his name, urinate on his pictures. I want the heavens to rend and God to come down. It takes people that will call upon him. God has chosen to work with his people. Now remember, remember Romans says, when the law came in, offense abounded. But where sin abound, grace did much more abound. The grace of God is much more than the sin that's keeping you like this. That grace, that super grace, is there for a group that will take it serious and start calling upon God. Is that this group? Is that this group of ordinary people? Farmers and truck drivers, bankers, housewives. Let's stand. I didn't give you a heads up, Denise. I apologize, but I need something sweet that we know Nothing unusual. And we're going to call the church. It's only 10 after 8, and I tried to hustle through so that we could have time to actually call upon God. Call. Tell God, please, you've got to rend the heavens. My son is more lost now, God, than he was yesterday. You've got to rend the heavens. And say, God, use new hope. God, use new hope. God, we cannot be ordinary. We cannot. You haven't made us, caused us, planted us here for us to be ordinary. Our altars are open. Please call. Lift your voice unto God. Pray. I need to hear The saints. Just like leaving Denny's. The power of those cars. I need to hear the saints. One chases a thousand. Two chases ten thousand. A group like this. If they can just get it. Put the pieces together. Submit to God. Die to self. Remember this isn't about you.